This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the segment. And today I have Neil Taparia, or Tapari, Taparia, sorry. <laughs> we practiced this and I still got it wrong. But uh, uh, who is the, he is the co-founder of Online Media, and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Neil, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. No, no, thanks for, for taking the time. You have a very interesting uh entrepreneurial journey that that's why i wanted to have you here so so you can share about that with the audience so let's start with a quick introduction what you do and why sure so i've been a uh, entrepreneur for for some time I, i started my first business in high school where we created some writing subscription software uh i ended up growing that after college to be a multi-million dollar business, which we sold to a public company called Chegg. And then after that, um, my business partner and I from the same business, who's a close friend, uh, we started a, a gaming business called Unwind Media, where our goal is to uh, take classic games and find them, find a way to make them more engaging. And today that business gets over 4 million games played a day. And uh, I, I get that, you know, you said that you want to make them more engaging, but What's what's the why behind that? Like why why that and not other thing? Yeah, so we were looking at new opportunities after we sold our first business on where we can create a, a new compelling business. And because we were in the education space, uh, we thought there was some interesting opportunity to take games and gaming ideas and integrate that uh, with education to make education more engaging. But when the pandemic hit, we just found that there was such a large need for games that we decided to, to focus on games alone. And in the space that we uh, developed games, uh, which are classic games like Solitaire and Hearts and Word Games, uh, we just found that there wasn't much innovation happening in the space. So we thought there was an opportunity to create very good games and find new ways to market them and get people to play them. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, and and that's why I kind of want to emphasize that why because you know I, it, coming from uh, creating EasyBib and then selling it to to Chegg, you know, such such I'm, I'm I was a student right before entering into this entrepreneurial journey, so I knew about Chegg, and I think I even um, I might have used EasyBib too without even knowing <laughs> that it was from you, and and then like when this happened and I connected with you, I was like, wow, like I didn't even know that you were behind this when I was in college uh, looking for for answers and stuff. And, and I found those those things. So that transition uh, into board games, I, I thought was like pretty interesting because I, I I mean, nobody has ever mentioned to me ever like, oh yeah, board games seems like a good business. You know? <laughs> so that's what I was like asking about that. Why? Yeah. One of our, our theses too, uh, when starting uh, and looking at new business opportunities was You know, where are places that potentially seem boring where no one's paying attention to? And that's kind of how we started honing in on, on classic games. You know, we just didn't see much happening in the space. But when you research it further, there's just a lot of people playing these games. 
And that's what got us excited about the business opportunity. That's that's awesome. That's awesome to know. And, and something very different. So for my audience here, uh, I think they're going to be like, what? Like, and he's successful at doing that now. Like I got to find, literally, it's just committing to something and finding out an area that there's opportunity for innovation like you did. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Thank, thanks for sharing that. And uh, now to, I want to ask you about uh, a challenge that, that, that taught you something that, that you think is worth sharing with the audience? Yeah, well, I mean, generally speaking, you know, the businesses we've started ended up reaching millions of people. So naturally, you have to think about, well, how do you get people to start using your products? And then later on, how do you get people to use them at scale? So I think when I started both of these businesses, you know, we had to ask ourselves, you know, how do we get the first user, the next 100 users, the next thousand users? And you know, the big challenge there is just really to start doing something. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they get stuck with just building product because that's easy, but getting people and convincing them to use it is very hard. So I remember with EasyBib, you know, I did everything I could possibly think of to get people to use that product. You know, I went into AirWall chat rooms, which were really popular back then. And started telling people about our services. I remember flying my schools. I even put flyers in the bathrooms of the schools. I would find uh, email addresses of teachers and email them. And then, you know, as a 16 year old, I emailed the Chicago Tribune saying we're students helping students. And they bid on that idea. Uh, They came over to my house the next day and snapped some pictures. And before we knew it, we were on the front page of the business section of the Chicago Tribune. So, you know, with each of these businesses, you know, it's just a challenge to get it off the ground. But the biggest takeaway I've had is you just got to do and do your best. And then hopefully you'll learn and adjust and you'll find ways to, to grow the business from there. But you just have to take the leap. And that's the biggest challenge that we face and that I imagine a lot of entrepreneurs face. Yeah. Um, with that, on that note, uh, got me thinking about uh, this is a video that I made about um, like a, the best business advice that I can give somebody uh, that I got from David Meltzer is just stay in business, especially in the beginning. Just stay in business, and you'll figure out along the way. And, and for me, it's something that I, I I've been living because I I've had so many. Uh, struggles with you know who to trust and how to do things and just coming up into the PR space alone it's just it comes with challenges of unpredictability and all that stuff additional to just the foundation of any business so so for me yeah it's been a lot of just kind of you said like just I just started out and I just focus a lot on 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 how can I get people to to understand that they need this right and how do I drive traffic that's what I focus a lot and that's why I like the PR uh, and that's why I committed to that. So yeah, it's definitely a a, a great advice, and 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 it is the biggest challenge, and and which it goes back to just the biggest challenge when, especially in the first two years, just staying right. in business. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> you gotta keep persevering and and find a way to be successful. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely it's, it's the biggest challenge. But if you manage to stay in business, then in do well and give a lot of value to people, then from there you find find the connections. As long as you stay active, like you, like even going to chat rooms, going to emails, the, the bathroom part, it really resonated with me because when we were in the Air Force, I was part of like some projects on how to deliver information, and bathroom was one of the top ones because right. like, you put it in the bathroom, people actually read it because yeah, that was. Them. That was my logic. I remember putting uh, flyers uh, above the urinal <laughs> because I knew whoever was there would pay attention because there was nothing else there to consume their their attention. And that was the idea behind it. Yeah. And you did great. did great. So um, now I wanted to ask you if you have, you know, based, based on this, are you already kind of touching on this a little bit, but do you have any other uh, advice that you would like to give to either business owners in general or for your younger self if you were to restart this journey? Yeah, so uh, some general advice I would give is, you know, to keep things simple. You know, it's really easy to overcomplicate, you know, product ideas. But, you know, in the spirit of what I just said before, you just want to get a product out there to see if someone will use it. You know, I just see, especially I've done this myself, having launched or trying to launch other businesses, you overthink the opportunity and the product that's needed. But what you're really trying to do when you're starting a business is just learn. So I am a huge advocate of encouraging people just to get something out there to learn as fast as possible and to embrace failure. Because when you get something out there and it, and it fails, that's actually a good thing because it's a, a learning opportunity. You know, you'll understand why you failed, but that'll give you more ideas on how to succeed. So when you take a longer time to fail by overthinking or overcomplicating, you're basically postponing your success. And oftentimes there's real constraints like time and money. So the faster you fail, the better you keep things simple, the more of a chance you'll have to succeed. So I've definitely made that mistake in the past, but you know, over time we've become much better at focusing on what really matters and how to achieve maximum learnings, uh, and that's made a big difference as you know we've started numerous businesses at this point. And then I'd say the other thing to think about is you know focus on things that are big enough to matter. You, know, you can work on ideas or even features. Uh, that just won't move the needle. So you have to ask yourself, you know, if I do this, is this going to make a huge difference in the grand scheme of things? So how do you focus your time and efforts on what's really big enough to matter uh, in your business and your journey? Yeah, um, I I agree with those two points. Uh, definitely, I, I've been uh, focusing on the wrong thing sometimes and I caught myself and I always think about that as like, it's just moving the needle. Like, is this is this is the thing that I should be doing? And I stop myself and think about that uh, all the time. So definitely something to to keep in mind, uh, and, and 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 to really just don't don't fall into like, oh, I need to make this perfect too, right? Like you were saying about just kind of get out there, get the minimum viable product, and test the market. Does the market wants it? Right? Because if you spend all this time on making it perfect, and then the market doesn't want it. And what does it matter? Your perfect product to your opinion if the market doesn't want it. So definitely something to to keep in mind every time that you're doing any business venture, really. Yeah. Yeah. And we stumbled into that naively because, you know, our first product, EasyBib, you know, we started it as a, 
a fun thing, a fun side hustle high school project. And we weren't interested in building something fancy. We just wanted to build something for ourselves that people would use. So we built this you know, citation generation tool uh, over the course of two months. That's all it took us to build it. And we immediately found out that there was a lot of value in the product because kids wanted to use it. And then we just expanded from there. Great, great. That's that's a great way to minimum viable product, test it out. Oh, actually, people want more. Now, now let me make it better. Like make it, let me add the bells and whistles type type stuff, right? To to yeah. things to make the features, like you say, like uh to add to add, to make it better. But first, like, does people even want it? Right. So the that's a big point. So um, you know, based on 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 this conversation uh and all the things that we cover and maybe things that we didn't cover. What do you think are your biggest takeaways that you would like to leave the audience of business owners, entrepreneurs, or want to be entrepreneurs? Yeah, you know, the biggest takeaway along with uh, what I said is, uh, A, you got to take risks if you want to uh, make it as an entrepreneur. It's easy to stay in your day-to-day, but ultimately you're betting on yourself. So A, you have to, to make the leap. Uh, and then B, once you make the leap, you have to be very smart with the way you spend your time because I think that's the biggest constraint. So once you decide that there's an idea to pursue, it's all about you know maximizing your learnings. If you're giving yourself six months to start a business, you know how do you spend that time in a way where you can get a product out there and where you can find if your idea has some legs or not? And then just to take everything as a big learning because... Uh, you're unlikely to be successful the first time around. If you are, that's fantastic. It might give you a sense of false confidence, but learn, 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 and then continue to iterate, iterate, iterate until you find your footing and have you know a good business. Uh, the other takeaway that has been huge for us is you know surround yourself by you know, awesome people, whether it be an incredible business partner or your first employees. You know, the when you're starting a business at sink or swim. So if you have dead weight as part of your boat, that's gonna prevent you from ultimately becoming successful. So partner with the right people and it can super accelerate your chances for success. You know, I was super lucky because I had a friend from high school who's an extremely intelligent person, Darsh. Uh, we worked really well together and you know, as a result, we've just had a lot of chemistry building the businesses that we've built. Yeah, that's um, those those two points I kind of want to add on, like, uh, you you will fail. If you're going to start something new, you never do, but you will fail. Like, and you got to accept that and fail fast. You know, uh, that's kind of you, you kind of touch on it um, earlier. And, and I cannot stress this enough. Just take a bunch of calls. Just just start doing it. Just to get into the reps. You will fail. You will suck. You will suck at first. So just might as well just get through it fast. Just talk to a lot of people, as many people as you can, and, and get the messaging. Like record all your calls that you can. And then just like what what did I say? Damn, I should have said this differently. Just kind of you say, like, just keep doing it, keep doing it until you figure it out. And after you have figured it out, it's like, okay, I got this fire started now. Like this is something that people want. Now you can put some fuel into that fire and to make it make it bigger and better. Um, so, so that's, that's one thing (laughs) about like the failure, uh, and and then, um, the last point that you, that you really, uh, touch on that I, uh, I really like to, to add on more is when you're starting out, 
uh, it's good to have like a great partner like you had Darge and 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 get like the first employees. But even first, you know, we'd say that be, before that is to and just be part of a community at least first, right? Like be part of a community that you maybe be able to find that first person because sometimes you don't have a friend in your school or you don't have a friend like next to you that will be perfect for a partner, but that doesn't mean that you can't find them, right? And in the internet, it's sometimes it's scary and everything to find who to trust. But if you got into the right communities, uh, you, you you increase your chances to getting someone like that, or just even the support of the whole engaged community can be a, a lot to help you uh, get off the ground. That's that's what I've been doing. I don't have a I don't have a co-founder or I don't have a partner necessarily. But um, I surrounded myself to people like Jason Miller uh, or like now my first uh, couple of employees like like uh, Steve, uh, Steve and, and, and Joe Beck and all the people that I've, that I've surrounded myself with. And, and it has been just by first looking up for our community after I look for a community, then start looking for more people around it, like my individuals. And slowly but surely, I started basically kind of recruiting my 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 support network, right? And, and and plugging myself in by adding value to them too, not just asking. So yeah, that's kind of like what I wanted to add to that last point uh, that you made about the support. So <laughs> thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for, for taking the time really to, to be here. Uh, you have a very interesting story. It's very different than anybody else that's been here in my podcast or anybody else that I know of. So, to be honest, uh-huh. so uh, thanks for taking the time and and uh, you know giving your 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 story a little bit and some advice for entrepreneurs and business owners. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one last thing is, uh, if people want to learn more about what you're doing, maybe be part of your team or just just curious about more about what you do, how can people find you? Yeah, you can look me up on, on LinkedIn and just send me a message there and I'll get back to you. Perfect. LinkedIn is definitely a, a great way to kind of, for most people, that's something I'm going to include the link of your LinkedIn in the description. I always uh, like to say just Neil, Neil Tapadia or Taparia. <laughs> so I keep yeah, getting it wrong. The latter, the latter works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe, maybe a little challenging, but if not, you know, links are going to be in the comments. So just uh, check it out. Thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the time to come here. And I hope that uh, this, this helps any, at least one person in, in, in a good way. Cool. Thanks, right. man. Yeah. Thank you. This is Fu and Neil signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.